Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rise of the Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Kara. And I'm queuing the lower third right now, and I'm Brownie. Oh. <laughs> well, we're back, and this one is, <gasps> it's not live. No. No, we're betraying not. everybody. We're sorry. We didn't take a 4th of July weekend, really, so we're taking it now. I, we're week. all going to be gone this weekend. Yeah, so. just as a random twist of fate. <laughs> None yeah. of us are going to be here this weekend. <laughs> hey, at least it all worked out on the same weekend. We're all going to be relaxing by a lake. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to be in between two lakes. Ooh. Ooh. Not to make you jealous or anything. Did you convince? Are you going to go fly? Well, so like we'll have to talk about that. I might have to borrow your drone. Okay. I kind of sold my mom on the idea of drone footage existing now, and she's like, ooh, got to get... And, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy All got right. drone footage of our cabin last time. I did. I well, did. my grandma's cabin. We don't own a cabin. Um, no, but we don't have enough. The family cabin. The family cabin. That's where I'm going is a family cabin. Yeah. There's no way I could ever afford yeah. a cabin. No. Yeah, we... None of no. us. None of us own anything other than a residence. <laughs> yeah. I don't even own it. I, I, I pay a fee to live <laughs> inside of a house. Chris rents. We pay a fee to live inside a house. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I feel like renting is the oldest living cost, paying your taxes and paying to live. I wonder what, it, like, you know, because, like, you know what they said about the oldest profession or whatever, like, disregarding yeah. that, like, mm-hmm. what would, like, be the oldest, like, bill? recurring bill? Yeah. Jeremy, what do you think mm-hmm. the oldest recurring bill is? Dog food. Dog food. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the dogs will just get their whatever. No. No, there's. I have a story I want to tell about dog food. It's a, my own shower thought that I had. Okay, actually, oh, that's right. Uh, all right, so I'm like, I legitimately kind of wondering, like, what would the oldest bill right. be? Right. I was gonna say like going to the store and buying food, but I mean, people then, used to like barter. They yeah. used to just barter. Was there anything? Yeah, yeah but but like, but, but what would you like recurrently have to be bartering for regularly? You know, like I'm sure like there's like taxes come way later in this scenario, yeah. right? So like how know. like you know it's like you just build your your hut wherever you know and then wonder if your taxation was just physical labor to build the pyramids. Well, I mean, there's society predates that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. You know, so it's like, is it just like, I don't know, I don't know how that works. Like, like I'm I'm stumped. Like usually I can be like, right. oh maybe it'd be this or this. I can't think of like what the first thing you would like regularly because like. There's like the specialization, like you have somebody who becomes a tanner and somebody becomes a spear maker or whatever, right? Right. right. And then you're basically just trading your skill for the other supplies, right. but like there's nobody saying like you have to make 27 spears this week, otherwise we're kicking you out of your your right. hut. You know, so like I'm when, sure it was kings started rolling around and stuff like that. They demanded some sort of tax. I mean, kings have been around. Oh yeah, like tribute or sacrifice or something. Yeah. I guess right. Like yeah. Yeah. ooh, tri- or like yeah, yeah, there you go. Ever since God, like. Somebody had some idea of gods, you know. Yeah. I'm sure at that point, if you're counting sacrifices, that would probably be it. Well, the world's the- oldest tax is probably a sacrifice. Yeah, uh, we were talking about you know the origin of the buck on yeah. a different podcast, and it just thinks it's just a funny picture to me too. What if you just owed like one mouse pelt a week or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably Can you more, imagine just more work than it's worth? Right, skinning a little mouse and like tanning the hide and. <laughs> think about it. You could catch a bunch of mice and then you'd be have you'd caught up on your weekly taxes. What would you make with a mouse hide? Well, you pin. Like, you could make a loincloth for Jeremy. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you need more than one mouse. <laughs> but only just. 
So, um, do you want to hear my funny dog food shower thought, Chris? <laughs> shower thought, yep. Shower so we were sitting there the other day, and Kara has Pavlov'd belled the dog. Okay. Yep. And so it's bit us in the butt. That's for sure. The dog has. No. <laughs> the fact that she's done this to the dog. Okay. So, I don't know how if it which came first, the Care Bear or the Oliver. I but, definitely came before Oliver. Yeah, you guys were married before you got the dog, weren't you? No, not no, that. No, we, we actually got Oliver before we got married. <gasps> He's a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know if like Oliver begged for food first after being let in. But okay, here's the scenario. Kara and I, or whatever, which I'm one, lets the dog out every morning. Mm-hmm. And Kara walks him throughout the day. I used to take him on the walk. She's taken over that responsibility. But and then I take night, him on long walks. Jeremy takes him around the block. I take him on a walk. I take him for a mile and a half. Dang. Whoa, way to flex on me. <laughs> That's further than Toby's ever walked. Yeah. Toby's my cat. <laughs> um, and then we just let him out at night. Those are the two things we do. Well, Kara has him trained where she takes, she lets him out, then she immediately goes to his dog bowl and fills it up. So the only time he looks for food is when he comes in from being outside. Okay. He goes immediately to his dog bowl and checks his food. It doesn't matter what time of day it is. It can be at, like, I can feed him at 8 in the morning. He could go out potty at, like, 11, 2, whatever. He will constantly just go straight back to his bowl. So now he gets smart, and when he's really hungry, he'll pretend he wants to go outside, then immediately turn around and come to the door just because he thinks he can trigger being fed. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. We should and record this and post it to the. Because <laughs> <laughs> he immediately beeline. So it just to to pick on Kara, I will let him in without feeding the dog. And look, look, look on his dog face is so sad. He just like he he looks at his ball and then he kind of backs up and looks at us from around the counter like, <laughs> "Where's my food?" You know. Oh, he's so cute. And so I do it just to get a rise out of her. So if she sees me, like I'll be like, I'm going to let him in. He's not fed yet. Carol will run over to his bowl and, and just pour oh, the So he's in. got you guys trained. Well, I just feel so Kara bad because his poor dog face. He looks so excited. and oh. <laughs> He's so a golden retriever. How do you refuse a golden retriever's face? Well, so, so, I have, so here's my shower thought, right? So he eats his food and some falls out of the sides of his mouth. <laughs> And okay. he, when he gets done, he says, sometimes the bowl's lickety clean, lickety clean there. Other times, it's be three or four kernels in there. Yeah. And who cleans it up? The cats do. They come up. Simba and- just bolts up the stairs. When we let the, so the cats have issues with puking and things. And so we like to keep tabs on them. So at night, we just keep them in the basement. So they're not clawing at the bedroom door, meowing, and they're not puking all over the rug and mm-hmm. furniture. So then I let them out right away in the morning, and they're able to roam free, whatever. Um, but and the they have mo- a nice. They have the a basement. nice pad in the basement. Yeah, they, they have do. like a giant cat tower with like nice looks out windows. Yeah, I do. Right, they've it's got really like nice. three cat beds. They've, yeah, and it's water nice. feeder. I got raised beds to keep them up off the floor. They've got a nice. It's a nice, a nice situation, situation. Anyway, there. I open the door, and the moment I open the door, Simba just books it out and goes straight to Oliver's bowl to see if there's any kernels left mm. over. So here was my here was my theory. So here's what I was thinking about the other day. Oddly enough, I was wondering how many dog kernels if I fed Oliver one at a time would it take before it would trigger him to run to his bowl and eat barring everything else. I'm just wondering if I could sneak him in there because he's not 
to the point where he needs to eat every last bit of dog food. There's always a couple left over. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it'd be funny as if I just sat there. Like how So full... when you're saying Colonel, you mean kibble, right? Kibble, yeah. Okay. He calls them kernels of food. So like every little bit, like just one piece of kibble at a time. So you're, so you're saying like into his bowl or you're just handing it to him? No, in his bowl. So, so like, like, I think he, if you put one in, he would go. You think so? Yeah. I think I could get it like halfway full. Because he only checks when he, co- like, you okay. know. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. So, you know, if it didn't make that little ting sound, but if I just like gently set one in there and then gently set one in there, well, like, so, how yeah, full could it get? A, a, another problem is that. Like, if you're in the house, he's sort of, like, by you. Right. You know, yeah. so it's like you got to find a way to, like, sequester him but not make him think something's up. Right. You know, so there's, there's a couple of traps you'd have to overcome before you could figure mm-hmm. that out. Whenever mm-hmm. we watch TV, though, he gets mad, so he just goes and he goes... <sighs> <laughs> so Kara and I will just watch TV, and then I'll, I'll just... I'll rig up a system. I'll rig up an Arduino with an automatic food dispenser, and I'll, like... Like put one in there at a time, <laughs> see if he notices. Poor Oliver. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. So I, I have a not similar, but like in the same vein. Toby, so I have a cat named Toby, and he knows he knows when he's supposed to be fed. Right, right. And I've told him this, and he doesn't listen because <laughs> he's a cat. <laughs> but he gets fed when I wake up in the morning. And then back when I would go to work, he would get fed when I get home from work. So he basically gets fed at like 7.30 in the morning and like 5.30 at night. Yep. And so since quarantine has started and like I've been working from home, he still gets fed at 7.30 in the morning when I get up or whatever. But then at like 2.30, he starts like headbutting. Like he'll he'll do the thing, you know, like cats are like figure eight between your legs or whatever. Yep, yep. So he'll do that, and then he'll back up, and then he'll literally just start headbutting the back of my calf. And he'll be like, wham, wham, Where's my wham. food, human? <laughs> no, exactly. And it's like, he only does that when he wants to get fed, right? And I was like, I understand that you want to get fed, but it's not dinner time yet. Oh, right. <laughs> and he will not leave me. He'll do that for two and a half hours. Oh, just yeah. straight. Just bam, bam. It, when and it comes to like, Battle of the Wills, cats win. And I'll be like, go to bed, or go do whatever, or get away from me. And it's like, go F off, or whatever. <laughs> right? And he just, he relentless. So now, Toby gets fed at 7.30 and at 2.30. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, we used to have a cat, Floyd. May he rest in peace. He, when he would get hungry, he would lick plastic. Oh, most <laughs> annoying sound. Because their, their tongue's like cardboard. So, That's rough, yeah. I mean, if there was For a Target paper. bag out, if there was... A tote. A, a plastic tote, rubber-made tote. He would just go up and he just start just... <laughs> and like, and it and was just like a... the crinkling sound from the plastic bag and was horrible. Was, and he would do that when he was hungry. Toby... For some reason, he loves the texture of paper bags and plastic bags. Not like eating, like standing on it. And he'll do the thing where, like, you know how they get their feet like as close together as possible. Yeah. yeah. He will stand there, like, and he's like a big cat. And he'll be like, you know, like with all his feet bunched together and just like standing there, just like whatever. And just looks look super happy. And then like sometimes he'll lay on him or whatever. But and then so Jeremy's been to my house recently. I have like some big boxes from stuff that I bought. Yep. Cat, cat traps. traps. Yep. And he'll drag paper and plastic bags into there for him to like. He like makes like a nest inside of there, and I call it his apartment. What? Oh my fun. gosh, that's hilarious! So, yeah, I, like, Toby, go to your room, and he'll, like he doesn't always do it, but like every now and then he'll just go inside of his box and look at me like mad because he's not getting fed. Here's what you should do: you should make him a cat apartment out of cardboard boxes, and whenever he starts to do that to you, you should have a hole in the middle of it and just drop. 
a kernel of food down there. <laughs> and so after a while, he'll be trained like Oliver that if he headbutts you, he will get food in the middle of the thing. So he'll just go straight into his apartment. Mm. And that'll be his way of telling you instead of headbutting you. I mean, I mean, oh, so that's a good idea. You know how he tells me that he wants water? How? He goes and lays down in the bathroom. <laughs> because so like we 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 I the shower that's downstairs is a sliding door one, not yeah. like a curtain one. Mm-hmm. So like when I get out of the shower, I just leave the shower door open so like it's ah. the whatever. So like he knows that he can sometimes get water out of there. Yep. And if there's like, we'll just shower water, whatever. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I tell him not to drink it, but he's a cat and doesn't listen. Yeah. No, they like that. Too. Um. So, but he'll just go and lay down on the shower rug next to the shower, and if I oh see him in there, gosh. I'm like, oh, crap, and clean up, get him his water, fill it up. Floyd would get lazy, and he wouldn't go downstairs to their cat bowl. I caught him multiple times drinking water out of the toilet. Cause he was a big kitty. Yeah. yeah, he was. He and Toby he could, were basically could, yeah. the same cat. Yeah, he could yeah. get up in there and just you know yeah, he, go I'd, for it. I'd hear, I'd hear licking. I was like Oliver, and then I'd go walking over there, and <laughs> nope, there was Floyd. Floyd all four wrong. paws on that toilet seat, just you know staring at you. <laughs> I love. Oh, I miss Fatty. I loved Fat Foldy. He was so cute. Animals are such goobers. They yeah. are. They're hilarious. Oh, so today, so. Toby, like, he's fairly smart, right? Yeah, right. Like, he knows where his food is. I have, a, like, a plastic bin. It holds exactly 22 pounds of cat food, and I learned that today, because I normally get a 16-pound bag of cat food, but mm-hmm. it was a deal on the bigger one, and literally is, like, full to the top. Oh. There you go. But, so he'll, like, rub his face on it, because he knows that, like, that's the thing that he wants. So as it gets emptier, he just starts, like, pushing it. So it starts oh. off, it's, like, right next to his food thing. Yeah. And then it gets pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And it's, like, across the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Toby, you're making this way harder for me. <laughs> That's I hate that when um, Floyd and Audie and Simba, our cats, used to do that. I'd go to scoop, and in the process of even just right next from the food bin, to go put it in their bowl, they headbutt it oh, as it goes, the and then Simba food flies everywhere. Yes. Oh, I hate that. And they don't eat the stuff, at least Simba and Adi don't eat the stuff that doesn't land oh, in the bowl. Toby goes, he, th- oh. there's not, so you talk about, like, Oliver might leave a few kibbles left, there's not a kibble in a 20 block radius. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, I know that I've fed Toby enough, if the food bowl stays in the corner where I left it, I know that he's like searching for more food if it's away from the wall because like normally the first kibbles that like, kind of go behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so cats are creatures of habit, right? Right. So I moved when we set up the stop motion area. I moved his food bowl from next to my bedroom door to next to the uh, hallway entrance to the kitchen. And the first time he went to find food, his bowl wasn't where he thought it was, and he was just completely lost. And he ended up—I don't know if there were like crumbs there or something—but you could tell, like, he was like licking at the floor because he had a giant piece of like cat hair stuck to his face. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it, it was the most pathetic looking thing. So he's like got like the like sad like I'm hungry face, and then just like, like <laughs> it looked like he was eating his own hair <laughs> to try and survive. I was like, come on! I remember it, like seeing that and hearing the story. It, it's funny. Cats are creatures of habit. They are. Well, so Jer- we, one of our cats, Simba, he has some urinary tract problems. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had them on a urinary tract dry food, but then we feed them wet food at night. Okay. It's got more moisture content, so it so, helps with bladder. I don't know if Jeremy's experienced this, but I think the cats have found their way of telling us they don't want their dry food. <laughs> so 
I, I typically feed them in the morning, and I, that's when they get their dry food. Mm-hmm. Jeremy feeds them at night where they get their wet food. So I'll go down there, and it's in, it's in a tote. The food's in the tote. I'll go to feed them, and I'll go to lift the lid, and either Adi or Simba will jump on the lid of the dry food. <laughs> so I have to, like, nope, get down, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I can feed them. So I, I think that's their way of telling me, I don't want that. That's Give me awesome. the good stuff. Give me yeah. cat food well, and oh, wet food. So my mom, so Toby is my mom's cat. Really? Yeah. But so, but he's a jerk and doesn't him? like living with other animals and stuff. So without getting like into like too complicated or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like he got along fine with the other cat that my mom had or whatever. And then she got more animals. He became an even bigger jerk and was like, well, you can live with me until you reduce the number of animals back down to just the cat, the other cat that he likes. Right. right. Anyway, so while he was living at my mom's house, my mom would mix wet and dry food together. And that was every meal they would get wet and dry food like mixed together yeah. and whatever. And uh, Homemade pate. Yeah, and so whenever I was in charge of feeding the cats, was like, they just get dry food. Yeah. Right? I don't want to mess around with the, like, the, the wet cat food smells. Yeah. And like in the cans, it you have to like, rinse them out. And it was like the whole, I just, I'm not doing it, right? It's like, no cat is going to eat better than me. Right. Right? You know, and it's like... <laughs> If a cat's hungry enough, it'll eat the freaking dry food. Yeah. Right. right. A cat won't starve itself on principle. Right. Right. You know, they will eat the dry food. And, like, in my dad and I had the same, like, opinion or whatever. So if my mom would, like, go out of town to, like, visit her mom or something, they would only get dry food. And they'd be so angry by the time my mom got back because they never got any wet food. <laughs> That's funny. Feisty and, boys. And so my mom, like, sends wet food home with me and it just lives in the cupboard. It's like, only if I run out of food is Toby getting any of this because I don't want to set his expectation level of getting the better cat food. Right. Yeah, we'll give it to him as a treat, not a No, so, uh, Toby has never been good enough one time in his life to deserve a treat. <laughs> I'm going to have to slip him some when I come over. Like, so I have treats. I do give him treats yeah. occasionally, but he goes insane. Like, the, like, like talk about, the, I don't think there's any catnip in or anything, but, like, the way cats get, like, when they're on catnip, how they're just, like, more maniacs than normal. Mm-hmm. Right. He goes nuts. Like, he will not calm down because he's like, treats, ah! And, like, for, like, 40 minutes, you just can't, like, he's just impossible to be with. That's hilarious. So I was like, only if, only if, like, something real sad happens to him will I give him a treat. He's just, he's never been good enough to get one, right. but he's been pitiable enough to get some. <laughs> Floyd would sniff out the um, bag for the uh, like fancy feast or whatever treats, and he would just rip into them and yeah. eat them all. He and would. Then we he would just w- sit and see him in yeah. all of his. <laughs> I had I had a bag of beef jerky at our old house, and I left it in the basement. We had like a completely furnished basement, super nice, and I left it down there after watching um, a movie. Went down there the next day. My beef jerky bag was ripped open. <laughs> huh. And Fatty had just gone and helped himself to the entire thing. That Freaking cats. Cat. Yeah. Well, we started this off with 20 minutes of talking <laughs> about our animals. <laughs> well, it's time for a story. Yeah. No, uh, before you get to your story, one thing I want to mention is like we're super, super close to a milestone in subscribers on YouTube. Yes. We're somewhere in the vicinity of 300. It changes up and down. Yeah. But like we're like we're in like the 290s somewhere. If you enjoy the podcast, if you tune in when we do go live, or if you save the podcast to be able to listen when you're driving to work, whatever you're doing, if you enjoy the stuff that we make, share it with your friends. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, the more people we can have sort of participating in what we're doing, the better stuff we can make, the more we can gear towards what you guys are looking for. And as we brought this up a while ago, and I keep bringing it up, 
when we get to 300 subscribers, Kara has never touched a 9-volt battery to her tongue. So to get Kara to do that, we're going to zap Jeremy with a dog shock training collar. Full bore. Full bore. And we'll do it live when we, do, when we get back to doing live uh, after our vacations and stuff. Maybe we could be 300 by the time we come back. We could be, but we will do it live on the podcast. Is Kara, it safe to shock myself while pregnant? Yes, with your tongue. 100%. With a 9-volt, it does It's probably nothing. healthier for you, actually. You should do it every day. <laughs> Electroshock therapy for babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to go from the terminals of the battery through your tongue, and that's it. Shh. Don't, you don't know what you're talking so, about. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, fine for baby. We don't we don't have doctorates and we know yeah, it's okay. Yeah, so we we say we want to we want to reach as many people as possible. Like we love the people that are already interacting with us and we just want the community to grow. So if you like what you see here, share us with your friends. We really would appreciate it. And our goal is to get to 300 subscribers so we can electrocute Jeremy and introduce Kara to the world of 9 volt batteries to the tongue. I want to tell a story from one of our podcast friends, Julia. Okay. So during our last live stream, she found a piece of electrical tape on my shoe. Yep. And I was mortified. I was like, how could everyone <laughs> here just let me I down? I can't see the bottom of your foot, well, Mariah's so covering the thing. it. I, how many times have I told you wear real shoes? That's true. Right? So it's like, I just like, the, the image that I have of this is like, I just try and not look at your feet. Because like, <laughs> the... the Angular distortion of a wide-angle lens makes them look even bigger than they already are. Oh, right. So I'm just actively trying to not look at it. So I, that's my excuse anyway. So we went live last week. She called me out on the electrical tape. And thank you, Juliet. If you ever know whether someone's got something in their teeth and then you don't tell them and you do that whole song, just tell them. Yeah. They'll be more thankful. I have a story, a real quick story. Growing okay. up, my sister and I... Uh, my dad would uh, walk down to the elementary school to, like, walk home with us, right? Yep. And sometimes we'd have to stop by the store to pick something up or whatever. And uh, he came down, and he picked us up and walked somewhere. He went into the store to the whole thing or whatever. And then like, we get, like, all the way back home, and he sees that he has, like, he, my dad has a mustache. He's always had a mustache. Yep. It's this giant booger, like, hanging out in his <gasps> mustache. No! And, like, he, he's like, how long have I had this or whatever? And my sister's like, since you came to pick us up at school. <laughs> <laughs> So for like oh a solid, gosh. you know, 90 minutes, it just was like hanging out and just, oh my How God. embarrassing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If we, we were the bad known. kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's your dad's <laughs> tombstone, we'll say. If my kids would have told me I would have had a booger, I would have lived longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. So you're, you're. So I got, so I got home that night from doing the live podcast. I looked in the mirror and I had a big gash on my chin. Like a big, like a decent sized gash, and I had blood all over my chin. So I, I'm like, I hadn't shaved or anything like since we got home or do anything. And I legitimately am I'm like, okay, duct tape or electrical tape on the shoe, and my chin was cut, and no one said anything. This I, I never noticed. That, yeah. Like, was did you go back onto the podcast and see it wasn't there? It's not. Th it wasn't there. Well, I figured it out. Oh. I, like Toby or the cats, am a snacker. He is a snacker. If and there so, is food in your house, he will eat it. Yes. Kyle had bought Kara a blizzard. And I had half of it. And she ate half of it and she sucked it out. But I got it at like ten thirty at night. So it's like, you know, I'm not necessarily craving a blizzard at ten thirty at night. There is never a wrong time for a blizzard. I agree with that. So anyways, we got home and when we immediately got home, I ate this blizzard. It was still pretty frozen, so it was still pretty hard. Anyways, upon further inspection, I realized 
Oh, it's just chocolate <laughs> from the blizzard. But how did I do that? Because you use the spoon to put it in your mouth, not just like I, you eat in a very unique way. I was so. gonna say, Jeremy, you you you're just you're like a two year old eating its first one year old eating its first birthday cake. Yeah, so that's how I ate my Dairy Queen. It's so <laughs> it was a whole thing, and then I promised myself that I was like, all right, I need to start taking notes throughout the week of what happens to me, so that way we can actually like fill everybody in on what went on. So that was that was in my life last week. So immediately after the live podcast, nice. that went down. So, um, uh, okay, so like since we're talking about stories, I told you this. I don't know if Kara heard this when we were talking about it, or if you told her about it, but. I did mention, oh my goodness, phone, just knock it the heck off. <laughs> um, I, I work from home. I work remotely. Right. Um, so, and my job is 99% computer-based anyway. So, like, right. very, unless I have to go out, I make ads. So, unless I have to go out on a shoot, mm-hmm. I'm on my computer anyway. So, it doesn't really make a difference where I do my job from. As long as I have access to a camera and a car, I can do the other 1% of my job. So, <clears throat> but part of the... The way that we're doing our jobs, we have to be able to remote into our workstations back at the station. Mm-hmm. And I was having this problem. The, the no machine is the name of the thing. I'm just going to say that's the name of it because I'm going to just keep re- referencing it and people are going to not know what it means. No machine is just remote computer access software. Yep. So I'm trying to launch no machine and usually like it comes up. There's just like a big long list of computers on the network you can connect to. And fun side story, my computer has the lowest numbered name, so mine's always at the top of the list. It's super nice. easy for me. Um, and, like, we have problems with the technology every now and then, no big deal. But for some reason, my work machine wasn't showing up on the thing. It was like, well, maybe it just needs to be restarted or something, right? Mm-hmm. And it was annoying because I need to be able to remote into it to be able to submit ads so they can go and get broadcast. It doesn't do me any good if I make a spot if mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> push it out to the right. system. Right, that's so, your That's your lifeline. To be work from home. Yeah, exactly. If I don't have that, there's no point in me working from home. So, uh, Keith, who's a guest of the podcast, a uh, local filmmaker, all-around Batman mm-hmm. nerd, he went. He was going into the office, and I was like, hey, can you restart my machine for me? And uh, he gives me a call, and he's like, your machine's on, it's just, like, locked. And it's so, and I had figured out that if I lock my machine, it stops it from freezing up as often, so I, whenever I'm done doing stuff, I just lock my right. computer. Workstation, yeah. And it's like not for security at all because there's no. nothing in there that people right. aren't allowed to access. It just makes the connection work better when it mm-hmm. initializes. Anyway, so he's like, I need your password or whatever. He tries to put my password in. I get kicked out of all of my programs on my com- on my computer because we have a the way that our system is set up is we have a master password that's set by our IT department that goes out to everything. So we have one login for all of our stuff mm-hmm. that's centralized. Well, my password expired. And I was like, well, can you just update my password to this then, right? He tries to update it. It won't accept the password. I'm like, what the heck is going on right now? So I can't access any of my stuff. Oh, my god. And he can't change my password. And I'm getting, like, super frustrated. And so there's a different remote software that we use for doing a different part of our job. And I tried logging into that, and that let me change my password. So I was able to change my password. I tell it to him. It won't accept the new password. It'll only accept the old one. And I was like, what is happening here? So then, like, he's, he logs in with my old, it finally accepts my old password again. He looks, and um, I'm not connected to the network at all. And I was like, he's like, what the heck is going on? And he looks, there's no Ethernet cable connected to my computer. What? He's like, there's no Ethernet cable connected to your machine. I was like, what the heck is going on? 
And he's looking, he's like, yeah, there's two ports in the wall. There's one for your phone, which is a, a VOIP phone, and then one just to whatever. You can daisy chain from your phone to your computer if you want, but I don't do that. I just use one for each line. And so I was like, are you freaking kidding? So somebody, during the course of the last week, went into that office, which only, the only thing in there is my machine, and stole my Ethernet cable. <laughs> Why would they think that's smart? Like, you make the ads. You, you're you working from home. You have to remote um, well, it. Well, it gets even better. Keith, just to fix it, went down to engineering and got a new Ethernet cable. Yeah. Which the person could have did in the first place. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just goes and gets a new Ethernet cable, plugs it in, everything works. Somebody's out to sabotage you. I was going to say, Apparently, it's somebody just with a vendetta against Chris, just uh, like... It's like... It, 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 it's not easy to get at either because you have to go under the desk and out to the wall to get the other end of it. Some right. pranksters like thought just, they yeah. were being hilarious. Well, even then they would just disconnect it, but they took the whole cable. Yeah, they took the whole thing. And I was like, why would you steal my Ethernet cable? It's like, this is something that's like undiagnosable Like because we, we have centralized IT. They would not be able to do anything about this. You need to hire right. a PI. Yeah, it's just figure, like... Figure out who did this. You know... What a stupid thing to have. Like... It had to have been intentional is the thing. There's no way right. you accidentally do that. Right. Well, it just doesn't disappear. Right. Rumpelstiltskin doesn't take it to whim, you know, spin yarn with it yeah, or whatever. Spin just... gold. I need Ethernet cables. And if you listen, I only give it back if you know my name. Yep. Um, that reminds me of a story from when my dad was a kid. So my dad, when he was 16, snuck into a baseball game. They'd pull up, and then there was a spot where they could watch, like, and, and I'm assuming, you know, Major League Baseball game. And so they would, like, climb this fence or whatever. And every once in a while, the police would come by, and they'd be like, Hey, you can't, you can't, can't, can't well do that to the game. And they would yeah. like, chase him off. So one time, uh, the police tried to yell at my dad. And this is all just, you know, hearsay. This is my dad's story. Well, you know, it could be true, could be not. I don't know. Your dad yeah. likes to embellish, so a little so, bit of embellishment, I'm sure. <laughs> so what makes the story the story. Right? The police were yelling at him or whatever, and they took off and ran. Well, so they ran, and they only just, like, looped around, and then they hid in, in like, this bush. Not you, you know, like, <laughs> in the bush. But Not the bush where I record you guys yes. from. <laughs> but they hid in the bush. And so my dad watched the cop go around, and they, they, they had, like, seen the car or knew the car that my dad drove. They watched the cop lift the hood and take the coil wire out. Uh-huh. So the coil wire... Comes from your distributor, and it's one wire, and it goes to um, well, it goes from your coil to your distributor, and then the distributor spins in a circle, and, and that's what makes the spark. That's what makes the spark, spark go yeah. around. So none of the sparks plugs would work, right? Yeah, and this is uh, this is pre like fuel injection era. Yep. So then the cop went and pulled and figured once the baseball game's over, he'll come and they won't be able to move the car. So then he can at least tow the car to get his revenge. <laughs> because if they wouldn't have seen him. You would never think to look for that. Oh, of right. course. So they would have just like went back to their car and went like blah 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 blah. So because they saw him, my dad and his friend, as soon as the cop drove away, went over to the car next to them, popped the hood, and took their coil wire. Oh my god! Put in their car and drove off. Oh my! So it was the other car that would have been stuck there. Who you know. So to this day, somebody is still probably really mad about... Probably tells their kids, Stuck in a baseball kids. game. Yeah, somebody stole my coil wire at a baseball game. <laughs> so I'm surprised he, uh, your dad just didn't have a spare in his car. I was waiting for you to say he just used like a coat hanger or something right? he found. That is a legit thing, by the way. 
You can so. take a coat hanger and bend yeah, it just over easy to conduct the, yeah. as long as you don't ground it to anything else. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, yeah. So I'm the second car in this scenario. <laughs> so you're the second car. Somebody was like, "There's an internet conspiracy going on there," and somebody's like, "Oh." I'll just reroute it from Chris's cable so he can't. There's so many more convenient places to steal one from, though, is the thing. Like, it, my, the way that my desk is laid out is one of the most inconvenient ways to get it. Because the tower is facing one way, then it goes down under my desk and runs all the way across the thing, then comes up and goes in. So you have to, be, you have to like, pull the desk out. Right. To get to the, and like, it's an effort to do it. Nick your, came back as payment for uh, calling, him calling him young. Yeah. <laughs> Nick! Um, and then you said, too, is it VOP phone? Is it the same cord for your phone? Sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. Yeah, they are, in this circumstance, yeah, there, there's two jacks. There's one for the phone, and one, which you can also use for the internet, okay. and one that's just network only. So you could use, okay. So, but, so somebody could have theoretically just taken your cord, phone cord. Yeah, well, but they're, but they're in the same place in the wall, so it's just as annoying. You have to pull oh, the desk out it. to get to either one. So it's just like, why, why? why? Like well, if you the, ever figure out why, you have to do a follow-up. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm about to get some investigative journalists working on this because it's like the great conspiracy here. You need to, yeah, you need to tell one of the newsroom people. They'd be like, if they have a slow news day, they can report on your missing cable. It's probably one of them. Well, hey, Unsolved Mysteries is back on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I got to get Robert Stack on the case. <laughs> That's really, really good. I enjoyed the first episode. It was yeah, we watched we watched it. It was again. Remember the whole stethoscope on the uh, computer tower, yeah. getting the heartbeat of the internet. Everyone was talking about unsolved mysteries, so I had to. Well, we, did you did you not watch unsolved mysteries when you were growing up? Oh, I yeah, did. Yeah, I, did. So, I mean, like, how, how, if you don't mess with the formula, you know it's going to be good. Right. Um, that was one of those shows that was just always on a channel. Mm-hmm. Like you could flip through the channels, and one of them would always have unsolved. Feel America's on. Most Wanted was another one of those. Yep. Oh. I enjoyed that, but it always creeped me out. Knowing yeah. those people were out there, it's like. Oh, they're good. Show. I love Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And then so, and they paint the, the first episode. I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, they paint the best friend of the missing person is like the new Carol Baskins, the Tiger totally. King. They tried Carol to Baskins quest- was a meme that went around for a while for killing her husband. Yeah. And so they're saying this friend is the new Carol Baskins. Well, they tried uh. to question the friend. Didn't, wouldn't appear they for gave the... he gave all of his employees a gag order so they couldn't like none of his employees could talk to the cops and then they lawyered up. Interesting. If that's not suspicious, I don't know what is. Well, I mean, like, so strictly speaking, you're always better off just yeah, not saying order, anything. Yeah. Like you know. It's, well, then I said the it last... was the wife, and then Kara's like, "No, if you it's went always missing, the wife." That's what I said. So yeah, I asked Jeremy. I was like, "If you went missing." Who would you tell pe- you know, who would you tell people right now was the murderer if you were to die? And he he was like, You. It's always the significant other. It always the, is the, the significant the, there's other. There's a reason they always it's the significant other, okay. then it's the butler. Well, yes. here's the thing though. <laughs> we don't have a butler. We don't have a butler. <laughs> so it's Whoops. significant other and the significant other. Here's yes. here's the thing though. The last phone call the guy got was from the office, his office, where he worked for his best friend. Well, I and mean, then like, he booked it out the door. And after that, he disappeared. I called I called Jeremy way more frequently than you called Jeremy. The likelihood of his last phone call being from me actually is much your higher. Phone call could be what triggers her to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. It's always oh, the right, If you hear Jeremy get murdered on the phone, you better run because I'm coming for you next. <laughs> We just we have that on tape. Just so yeah. everybody knows. If Jeremy and I both die, 
we Karen. know who to look at. Um, the, uh, while we were talking about just the languages of love, you know, what's important to people. Some people like words of affirmation. Some people like getting or receiving gifts. So I was asking Kara, and she's like, spending time with me. And so when you call I mean, me, <laughs> you're taking away my... But No, I'm just kidding. I'm I just see. Kidding. I'm I totally see. kidding. But that's what's going to drive her to do it, Chris. <laughs> With such a disdain out. in her voice. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I just, it's, I'm, I'm lucky that I have like a 20 minute head start because we live so far apart. Right. We are a Star Wars podcast, so then now we, we hit the point of the podcast where we talk about Star Wars leaks. Okay, I have them pulled up here. Perfect. Cool. So for those who don't know, R slash Star Wars leaks on Reddit is a source for. Uh, speculation or breaking news or it's like mostly like a, a source for emergent information regarding Star Wars. And so this is this the we're looking at the top posts of the past week. We're going to run down the top five or so. This is the one everybody has been talking about. Bad Batch yes. Yes. is announced for Disney Plus 2021. So I've heard Ahsoka is going to appear in it. I've heard Captain Rex is going to appear in it. And Look I think you. General Kenobi. The one I'm excited for is Echo is going to finally get his chance to shine. Yep. Echo. Love he finally cool. found his home. Yes, yep. he did. Man, With uh, the Bad I'm, Batch. I'm, it's post-Order 66 from what I've heard. I think it has to be at yeah. this point. Yeah. So, so they can't the, cram any more in between yeah. <laughs> the beginning of episode it's three true. in order sixty six. So none of the bad batch. They, did they all remove their chips or something then? Or yeah, they probably well they probably never got them because they were dysfunctional. In the I first think place. well because the, well, they're they're born with them yeah. in right. them. But I would imagine because like whatever. Maybe they just didn't they work. They were imperfect, whatever. so they... And, we'll find out, I'm in sure. In Echo's case, I'm sure that because he got so heavily modified... Yeah. yeah. By the Sepparties. By the Seppies. I, I, I normally don't react too heavily to, like... Rumors? Well, no, or not I, rumors, like, but, like, so like in the episode where, where you... Like, these are all spoilers for, like, season five or something. Right. And it's like... That was... It came out a while ago. Yeah. Um, but when I got to the episode where they find him, mm-hmm. or whatever, I was like... Like viscerally angry at how much they had messed with him. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I was like, if I, I couldn't contain how angry I was at how, like, if somebody that I knew had been like captured and they right. did this to somebody, like, right. you know, if like Jeremy was deployed and turned into a cell phone. Yeah, that's what it Let's was like. Let's just say if somebody turned Jeremy into a cell phone, I would go and I would find that person and I would turn them into the charging cord for the cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Make me the charging cord? <laughs> what? No. They'd still be plugging into me or something. Yeah, I don't but know. But they would like they they would end up make them the sidewalk, and I'm the Nokia phone no. that drops and smashes the sidewalk. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say they they are there then there to serve you. They oh. have no purpose but to charge you. Yeah. Mini tangent. In the unsolved mystery case, yes, his phone he, allegedly he dropped 14 stories, and they're like, we don't get it. The phone had to be placed there. It didn't break. It it looked like a Nokia. It oh. was a Nokia. Just saying. So, they wonder why it wasn't like, broken. I think there's a similarity between people and cell phones in that a person can fall from a foot off the ground and just fall the wrong way and instantly be dead. Right. And a person can fall out of an airplane from 30,000 feet and survive. Yeah, it's happening. And the same thing, like, your phone can slip off of your couch onto the floor and explode into a fireball. Right. Or it could fall out of a plane from 30,000 feet and be totally fine. Like that GoPro. Where the like the frame rate sinks with the rolling as it falls. Yeah, fell out of an airplane, and then it lands in a farmer's field, and the pig comes up and picks it up. What? <laughs> it's a really cool video. You know, so it's like, like 
just because it's not it wouldn't normally happen doesn't mean that it couldn't happen. Right. right. Exactly. And it's like there's all these like yeah no like because you know the if your phone falls like on a flatter face it definitely won't it'll have a much lower terminal velocity than if it falls like on vertically an edge, yeah. on a on edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, so anyway, all right, all right. We're so not physicists, batch. but we're stoked. We're excited for. I, I'm like legit excited for. Like when that talking about that episode of uh, Clone Wars, I was like, it'd be cool if they did a series on these guys. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and it's awesome if they're actually doing. Well, yeah, give that like don't introduce them and then give them three episodes and be done. So or oh, the four episodes. what's that called? What's that called? Their name for that in the biz? Yeah, so that there's a name for. Um, spinning something off by having, like, basically treating an episode of a different series as, like, oh. the introduction. Hmm. But it, it's a spinoff, but there's a, there's a specific term for that type of pilot. Got it. Like, as if they were the pilot episode of a new series. Makes sense. That's what it was. It's like a push pilot or something like that. I'd have to look it up. But, yeah, so it's... You can you, put it in your editor's notes like you used to do or whatever. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so, yep, Bad Batch, I'm excited. Yeah. 2021... It's going to be hard to be worse than 2020, so that's just one of the silver linings of it not being 2020. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so the next thing is a Thrawn Chaos Rising official poster Ooh. for the Barnes & Noble exclusive edition. Uh, it was released. It looks pretty B.A. I love Thrawn. Thrawn Rodo. And Jeremy says he loves Thrawn. He hasn't even finished the third book yet. You can love something and not be completely done with it. I have a hard time finishing stuff when I know I don't have any more of it to consume. There's plenty. It's true. that We, you, I, we have so many TV shows. Where we have like two episodes. Yeah, because he just he doesn't want to finish them because he's like, that's the end. I don't know what to do. Again, there's it a, wor- there's a like word me. for that that describes like people that don't finish stuff because they don't want it to be over. Non-completionist? Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy? Jeremy? So. Oh, you saw Jeremy that show? I'll have to submit that to Urban Dictionary or whatever. Right. Uh, the next thing, uh, the Star Wars The Mandalorian theme music video. Apparently there's a behind-the-scenes thing oh. for that. So mm. I'll have to check it out. It looks neat. Give me more Mando. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. This is news. Yes. The Empire Strikes Back tops the box office for the first time in 23 years. Since what? The, since the 97 special edition release. I would have loved hey. to have been able to see that in theaters again, but I, I don't, don't think know if any theaters here. around us. Yeah, so. I don't think, I think maybe the closest one was like Chicago or something like that. Oh, really? Like the cities even didn't even do anything? Well, no. I suppose the cities are like poop show right now, but. Well, so that's the thing too. It's like, I'm surprised that like anything is getting any type of, like they could have made $80 of the box office and top the box Yeah, right, office, right. So. Did say how much they made. Die hard uh, Star Wars fans. Let's see here. Show up. Five Star Wars fans show yeah, up it's six like, feet oh, apart. Yeah, COVID to watch Empire right. Strikes Back. Uh, let's see. Boop, 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 boop. What's 40 for 40 years for Empire? Yes, and I know that that book $200, is... $200,000. Okay. Which is like nothing. Right. If, if mean, something still, has a $200,000 opening weekend, it's, it's a, a colossal failure. Yeah. So. Here's the thing, though. Like, Empire Strikes Back came back 40 years ago. So that $200,000 yeah. was pure profit. Yeah, you're right. You know? So, and then lastly, Star Wars from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. Yes, I am that stoked one for I'm this. I'm excited for because so, the first one was really yeah. good. Yeah, for those who didn't know, uh, it's a set of like sub stories from a different point of view, tangentially mm-hmm. related to events of the film. Yeah. One of my favorite ones, two of my favorite ones, uh, the one about the TK 427's uh, Maus Droid. In the New Hope one. Yep. yep, in a New Hope. And then Omi, which is the garbage. Uh, compactor monster. alien yep. Yep. monster. Yep, her name's Omi. So she's she's force sensitive. So yeah, 
her whole alien races. Mm-hmm. So. She's super cool. I'll read it. They, I mean, like, as a kid, I was a little scared of the, you know, the garbage compactor monster. Like, oh, my gosh. And then you read it from a certain point of view, and it's like, you just want to go back to your planet and just yeah, live your life. Yeah, they stole her to yeah. consume the, the garbage. Empi- yeah, that's all they did. The when Empire- they're in space and they can jettison it off anyway. Hey, they're trying to be environmentally friendly, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. How would you like it if you were on a planet and all of a sudden a bunch of Imperial space sludge landed in your atmosphere? It's better be than angry. Could you imagine being abducted to only eat, eat garbage? garbage? I mean, if that's what you ate normally, if someone's like, oh, we need to get rid of all this pizza, so let's stuff this guy in a room to eat all of our Imperial pizza, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be that upset. Well, then let's take Toby <laughs> and send him to the cat Death Star where he <laughs> eat leftover cat food. But uh, Omi's <laughs> used to, like, her green vegetation and stuff like that, and yeah. so they'd steal her away and they force her to eat garbage, but then, so when Luke gets on the Death Star, Omi senses this Force presence, and um, she like she senses that he hasn't fully embraced it yet at that point. And so um, when they do get into the trash compactor, she like really senses at that point. She knows he's there. So she that the reason she pulls him under for so long is so he like embraces the force and like tries to use the force. Mm. That's what at least that's what it says in the book. Yeah, it's amazing what people can make up. <laughs> I know, right? Well, then she let him go because yeah. of yeah. his his prominent future from yeah. like being able not to because she was getting shot by lasers yeah but then she realized that like after they get out she she senses that she's going to die yeah like she knows the death star's gonna blow up she senses it and yep. it's, it's so sad, sad. i like omi they're good books the eu yeah pulled the heartstrings so we're gonna do one more just because i was sort of scrolling through this giancarlo esposito moff gideon oh yes, yes. Has suggested that Mob Gideon is force sensitive. Ooh, a force sensitive. Is that why he's got the dark saber? It could be. Or is that why he's after Baby Yoda, the child? So very interesting. So that's the top five or six Star Wars leaks things from the past week on R slash Star Wars leaks. Very interesting stuff. I'm excited about. Bad Batch. Uh, I'm excited oh, about Mandalorian yeah. coming back. Yeah. I, oh, heck yeah. Some year we'll actually get freaking Kenobi. N- nothing. 2020 only existed to make Kenobi come out even later, basically, at this Seriously. point. Seriously. Oh, it's super, super, super sad. I really but. Kenobi. It's Kenobi's going to be great, though. I I think so. I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm glad they're bringing Ian McGregor back instead of having some random Joe Schmo come in and play Kenobi. Right, you well, know? And, and he forever has Love. said that he loved playing Obi Wan. Yeah, so. who How could you not? To, I was Who could say. you not? The okay. most just silly, fun Jedi there is. He better have a beard. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he'll have a beard. I, yeah. I guess if old Ben has it, and and Kenobi has it once he's a Jedi Master, it wouldn't make sense for him to shave at any point. Yeah, I guess. So but he's gonna go under a cover. Star Wars. So I um. Justin of Cinephile Studios fame. Uh-huh. Yay! Uh, he and his fiance have been watching the movies of the MCU as part of a series where Justin exposes Stella to the MCU and Stella exposes Justin in films that she likes that Justin may or may not uh, be willing to watch. <laughs> and uh, because they're doing that, it's like, I should go back and like rewatch the movies, right? And most of them are on Disney Plus. Yeah. Except. Except for the freaking Spider Man movies because Sony owns them. Really? So I broke down and I paid the $5 to Amazon and I watched Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, nice. 
And I signed up for a free trial of Hulu because you get stars for the first week of your free trial and you can watch Spider-Man Far From Home. Ooh, nice. is it great that way? Uh, I honestly did not like Far From Home. You didn't like Far From Home? Was I, it Jake? I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal's character. I, I liked a lot of stuff about it. Overall, the movie did not feel anywhere close to as good as any of the other... Like, people talk about how, like, Thor the Dark World was the worst MCU movie. I think Far From, I think Far From Home is the worst did MCU Did you like Homecoming? I loved Homecoming. Homecoming was really good. Like, that's like a 90 out of 100 or whatever. Far From Home, I would give, like, a 65. I really didn't think it was that good. I'm probably going to misremember this, but Robert Downey Jr. got paid, I want to say, $5 million for his cameo in Homecoming. It doesn't surprise me. That Holy scene, though, cow. was what? worth it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because he just thought, oh, you're going to send one of your suits. And then when he walks out, it's like, whoa! Yeah. That was such a good scene. It was really good. Such a good scene. No, and like, like I said, there's stuff to like about um, Far From Home. And I, I don't know if it's like within spoiler territory region still. Or... Mm, far From Probably Home's not. A, far, you got Far From Home before you left for... It came out in 2019. It yeah, came out like three months after Infinity War or something like it's that. Fine. You're good. But so like, so... Like I, I really liked Mysterio. I liked Jake Gyllenhaal's portrayal of him. I thought it was awesome. Like yeah. all that was fine, right? The idea of as soon as Peter tried to give him the glasses, that's when I knew he was the bad guy. Yeah, it just tell because it's like it's like okay, so they defeated the last evil thing in forty five minutes. And it's like obviously Mysterio is the bad guy, now, right? Yeah, and it sort of took like that like revelation type thing away or whatever, right. and then like. The whole idea that they were using like drones and force fields and whatever—it's like, mm-hmm. whatever. Like that's where it stopped being entertaining to me. So what I think what happened is you hate that drones get a bad rap, <laughs> and so this movie just you know fueled more yeah. drone hatred. Yeah. Well, so then so there's I, a couple did, of. Did you tell this list, the story on the podcast of the lady who harassed you trying to fly down by the lift bridge? No, because I just don't want. But anyways, it would have been funny if she it would have been like if she would have quoted, "I've seen Spider Man. <laughs> I know what these drones are capable of." Yeah, exactly. No. I don't know the rules, but I'm pretty sure you can't fly that. <laughs> You want to talk about a disparity of technology between a Stark drone and the drone we have for yeah, work? Yeah. Um, yep. But the, the thing that I wanted to talk about is like, so as all the other MCU films, there's a mid-credit and a post-credit mm-hmm. scene, right? right? And I don't know if you remember them or not. Not from Far From Home. So the mid-credit scene reveals that Nick Fury and whoever his agent friend or whatever are actually scrolls shape-shifted to be them. I think I remember that yep. now. Yeah. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, hopefully it, it means something, but it's like... Mm-hmm. Whatever, like. Did you see Captain Marvel? Yeah. Okay. So and it's like fine, you know. Whatever. It, we'll it, was, it, what it, it wasn't impactful to me, right? Right. And then the post-credit scene, when <laughs> when they reveal that to everybody that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, I was like, okay, they're just trying to like capture that same sort of like I am Iron Man type of thing, right? They spent this whole movie setting up that Peter does not need to identify himself compared to Iron Man, right? And then in the freaking last two minutes of the of the after the credits or whatever, and in that little bit, they're just like, oh no, now he's gonna have to deal with this Iron Man level thing or whatever. Except that he's also being portrayed as a villain, but like the secret identity is given away. Everyone knows that it's him now or whatever. Blah 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 blah. Right. But then also it's like, he's the bad guy because of context or whatever. And it's like, 
stuff being taken out of context is my most hated thing ever, mm-hmm. right? And then the movie just used it as a plot point. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like, I get it. It's like it's easy in today's world to manipulate stuff to make it seem like it's saying something when it's not or whatever. Right. But it's just always so frustrating to me because people are so fast and knee jerk reactions to stuff that yeah. stuff taken out of context can lead to stuff like that. So it's like, I'm not mad that they used it. I'm mad that like it's so easily effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. It just reminded me of that. It's like it just made me angry. And then, like I said, they spent the whole movie saying it's like you're not Tony Stark. You don't need to be Tony Stark. Right. And then they're just like, nope, you're Tony Stark. Right. It's just. <laughs> it is fun to see John Favreau in it, though. John, yeah. He and, he, and he's the man of the Mandalorian. Like, yeah. he's happy. Yeah, but he's happy. It's so funny because, you know, he's a busy guy. Yeah, like, the people actually, I'm talking about like our uh, Facebook page and stuff. Like, people are like, oh, don't forget about John Favreau because everyone's always like, praise Dave Filoni. Oh, right, all, right, right. All glory to Dave Filoni. He's like, John Favreau is a big, big part. Yeah, big of part of it. Of it. So it's like, let's not not give him credit. Exactly. So, yeah, it's like, not only is he, like, he kicked out the MCU, right. technically with Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And Iron Man 2. Uh, and is like, the main, probably the best piece of Star Wars media in the last... Ten Absol- years. Absolutely. Have you watched The Chef Show? The Chef Show, no. It's on Netflix. It's Dave Filoni's show. Or John, John Favreau's <laughs> show. And he does have Dave on as a guest. So yeah, he just goes around to different... He apparent, He likes to cook. He's actually a really good cook. And so like the whole entire thing is him going to different high-end restaurants and learning how to cook their specialties and mm. stuff like that. But then occasionally they'll go back to his house... And like to his kitchen, and they'll be cooking stuff. They there was one, yep, where they went to um, Skywalker Ranch, oh, and cool. they cooked. He and Dave Filoni, and then the head chef at Skywalker Ranch, um, cooked all of the employees a meal and stuff like that. And it's it's pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I feel like they're missing an opportunity to release. Skywalker Ranch dressing. Oh, right, <laughs> Seriously, as long as it's the runny ranch that you get from restaurants, this girl be happy. Is there solid ranch? Well, just well like, so, Hidden Valley, I like, guess. Like, Hidden Valley, is, it's thicker. But when I say runny ranch, it's like you tip Paul it Newman's, and it immediately New- pours. Newman's own ranch from McDonald's, which I used to get chicken nuggets but asked for the Newman Ranch salad yeah. dressing. So it's I, just like you got to like... I don't know, B-dubs or something, and you get ranch, and it's like a thinner, I don't okay, know. Okay, so, so you, want it, you want it more like, okay, I understand what you're saying. So like more like right. mustard than ketchup. Yeah. yeah. Mustard's runnier to me, I guess. Yeah. Or more like, yeah. more, more like mustard than mayo. I guess, right, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know mayonnaise is a core component of ranch, right? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. You can make your own ranch. You can buy like a big thing of mayo and like this ranch powder and just go put it together and you get ranch. Yeah. Okay. Just seasoning and... And that. But, but Runny Ranch. Runny Ranch. Does, who, what do you guys like? Runny Ranch or regular <laughs> Hidden Valley Ranch? Comment down below. Yeah. Comment down below. Runny but Ranch with for the that win. comment, Chris. <laughs> well, no, we're not going out yet because we haven't talked about listener mail. You know what? I would talk about it. There is none. So if you want to send us a message that, because like, hey, we didn't go live this week, so you couldn't ask your question live. No. But if you would have emailed me, we would have read it on the podcast. We will be live next week. Yep. But yeah, so contact at risethepodcast.com. Yeah. Nobody's tried to to compete against BRD11 for yeah. his number one fan status. And we have Juliet's email on the yeah. wall here that we have the frame for. Jeremy keeps forgetting in the car. My bad. But yeah, so <laughs> I do have if it. You, 
when we do go live, part of the reason we like going live is because we have our live interactions with people. Mm-hmm. But if we're on at a time that's not convenient for you or you miss it or you just want to take more time to compose your thoughts, literally anything anything that you want to, like, if you want us to do a deep dive on some lore, if you have a question about how some things operate, if you just want to make fun of Jeremy, whatever you want to do, feel free to write us at contact at risethepodcast.com and we will feature you in our listener mail segments. Yes. Um, I don't think that there's anything else really that I want to Did you want to talk about so. Grant at all? Oh, yeah. I suppose we should talk about that. Yes. Um, just kind of a tribute at the very end, I guess. Yeah, yeah very end. Um, I just, we found out today that Grant from Mythbusters had passed away from a brain aneurysm. And that was really hit us hard. Me, per, like, I hear about people, you know, celebrities, and it's like, okay, you know, that's sad. But Grant was one that hit me hard. Um, because he was absolutely just awesome on Mythbusters, had a long feature, worked on Jurassic Park, yep. worked on R2-D2s, was one mm-hmm. of the three people that drove him in the prequel trilogy, had an awesome career in filmmaking. And we talk about the technical side of filmmaking so much yeah, and tinkering with stuff. That's what we like to do is mm-hmm. like tinker and like make stuff. And that was him. That was what he did. He yep. lived like the dream job. You asked me if, you know... We, if I'd passed away at 49, would I have felt I lived a full life? That's only 16 years. And now. Yeah, and it's not very long. And that no. is not a full life whatsoever. No. No, he, and, like, and he accomplished a lot of stuff, but you know that he had so much more, more left to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even after The Mandalorian, he made a Baby Yoda robot and um, was going to take it around to, like, I'm sure he had had, because he made it in March, take it around to children in the hospital to brighten them up so that they could see, like, a real action Baby Yoda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very good dude. Very, very awesome. So very saddened by the news. Yeah. Uh, that's our stance on that. It's What? Um, he was in a movie. Somebody had talked about it. Grant was in a movie. Oh, he was there. Sulu in Star Trek. Really? Yes, but in a mm-hmm. fan one. It was a fan one? Oh, it was okay. a fan one. Oh, somebody said their first introduction. He was, Okay. Somebody had said he, the first introduction to him was Sulu in Star Trek, and I grew up watching Star Trek. He did Drunk History. That's a quality program. <laughs> it is an excellent Kara program. Kara watches a lot of Drunk History. I love it. Okay, anyway, sorry. All right, so yeah, so on that, on that down note... Way to uh, take us out on a sand. <laughs> sorry. Well, it's worth we talking about. Like, we don't normally don't record. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, we normally record on a Saturday, so we're like well out from when we normally would. But it, like two days when we found out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just felt like it was something we needed to address. But that said, uh, if you made it this far, you've reached the end of the video. Consider giving it a like. It shows that you support the type of content that we're making, and you want to see more content like this. Comment down below with uh, anything you feel about Grant or with uh, how you feel about Ranch or anything that we've talked about today. Subscribe if you're not already. Ring the notification bell to be notified every time we upload a video or go live. We're going to be going live again next week. Thank you guys so much for watching. And of course, may the force be with you.